You're listening to the Love is Black podcast, where we're diving in to the ultimate Black love story for season five. Join us every week for another chapter of the love between Vibe and Brandon. I struggle with sleep. It seems like my mind likes to awaken at the same time each night to replay every thought I failed to resolve. I guess it's insomnia, but it feels more like anxiety. I spend a few hours awake scrolling through social media before my body gives in to sleep. I wake up after a grand total of three to four hours of sleep each night, and there is no hope for me ever waking up joyful during the work week. Tuesdays were always a drag, but this one was particularly difficult because of the combination of jet lag and reluctance to returning back to work. I was alarmed to wake to 70 notifications on my social media, two missed calls, and four text messages. I glanced quickly to prioritize and chose to listen to a voicemail from Denisha first. Vibe, I forgot that you're on the West Coast. Hope I didn't wake your ass up, but girl, you are all up in page six this morning. I'ma send you the link, but damn girl, all the tea is in there with B. In all the excitement with the reconnection with Phineas, I completely forgot about Cheryl writing that article. I clicked the link from her and it was the trending feature with a heavy clickbait title. Queen Summer adopts a new vibe during New York City Revival Show. She did a good job with the article. Queen Summer's performance was raved upon and she built up an exceptional review of the new music we previewed. However, this article had a heavy focus on me and my story. I shook off the situation temporarily to focus on getting ready for work. I could not afford to be late. If you call out or arrive late on the day you are scheduled to return after PTO, they change it to unpaid time. I rushed through my shower and changing, just in time to open the door and find Stephen with his hand up. I caught him just as he was ready to knock on the door. Vibe, have you seen the article? He asked quickly. I got a quick glance, I responded as I locked up and began to walk with him towards the parking lot. Can I ride with you and read it? There was no way you weren't coming with me this morning. You're a damn celebrity. My game just multiplies by association now. Of course, his mind was on how this impacts him. Well, excuse the hell out of me. So glad I could be a contributing factor towards the greater good of getting you laid. We laughed before I continued. The article is damn good, but the impact is crazy. Did you see that I have 70,000 new followers on social? Fuck yeah. During lunch, I have to post a photo of us so that I can up, up my count. Speaking of which, those photos online of you with Queen Summer, don't take this the wrong way, because you know you're my sister, my home girl, but you killed it. Like my first thought was, I'd hit that. I mimicked gagging. Ew. He was taken aback. What the fuck that mean, ew? I think we both really don't think of each other like that. 
you really like my brother, my best friend. I love you, so don't ever take offense to that. You're a good looking man, but I think you know we aren't ever going there. A smirk quickly arose on Stephen's face before he asked, can I be real with you for a minute? I was nervous to say yes. What would it mean for him to be real? Are we about to have some conversation about secret feelings? I was not ready emotionally or mentally to tackle this, but I responded, of course. In the early days of us getting to know each other, I could have seen you as more than one of my one night stands. We vibe, no pun intended. I can be real with you and it's dope. You know, I grew up raised by a single father with my older sister being the only consistent female presence in my life. So yeah, I may have been in my feelings when you said that, but real talk, I just need you to know I love you and nothing is gonna break this bond, for real. If he wasn't actively driving, I would have hugged him. I settled into appreciative smile and reciprocated the feelings. There was maybe a minute when I could have seen something more with him too, but he was correct. We have gone way too deep into friendship that we were undoubtedly family at this point. I was grateful that in a very real time, when I am thousands of miles away from my actual family, that I have someone I could rely on. The walk into the office came with an obvious shift in the energy of my colleagues. People I merely exchanged the common pleasantries with were now inquiring about how my weekend was. Stephen kept close to me and answered on my behalf, quick to inform everyone that if they wanted to know, they could read about it in page six. The comptroller called me into her office, signaling time for Stephen to get back to his cubicle. Good morning, Vibe. I see you had quite the eventful trip to New York, she began, giving me no time to react before she continued. I too am a fan of Queen Summer, so I get the allure of your coworkers to hear more. However, we cannot afford to have this as a distraction. We are in the last week of the quarter and have to meet our deadlines, so keep a low profile. If you become a distraction, I'll have to send you to work from home. I affirmed her request and walked quietly back to my desk. Somehow, she envisioned the threat of being sent to work remotely as negative. I now desired to be an obvious distraction. There was nowhere I would rather be right now than home. The remainder of the day led me to believe that the office got the memo about reduced distractions. I survived the day with no extra talk about the article or Queen Summer. Stephen and I anxiously left the office and he was ready to talk. It wasn't until he asked that I realized I only had one missed message from Phineas. The timestamp showed it was sent earlier this morning before I got to work, though it was not as thoughtful a message as I would have anticipated. Okay, Stephen, I'm ready, I'm close to ready to backing you up out of my business with Finn, but I gotta ask, was that article bad for as far as me getting a fresh start with him? I asked as I reread the text. Nah, he responded. It wouldn't bother me none, why? It's just this message he sent. It says, saw the article, I'm conflicted. I started. I don't know how to respond to this. I got more from his cousin and hell strangers than this. I wonder if this article revealed too much. 
Well, first of all, unless the internet starts doing some crazy digging, old boy is not mentioned by name. So he can't be hard up on his business being put out, even began. What about it concerns you and how do you plan on responding? These were good questions, ones I wish he had more input on how to answer. He was correct. The article really didn't have his name printed, but I potentially overshared some of our history and how we reconnected. From an outside perspective, not a big deal, just another story. But for Finn, this may have been too much. I reread the article, only partially taking in some of the commentary from Stephen. Concentrating hard on the words, I meticulously reviewed the lines for what errors I may have made in the retelling. I remember clearly that day we broke up in Rollins Park. We walked and laughed, almost willfully ignoring the major shift that was impending in our relationship. It was always hard for us to be mad with one another as our friendship would supersede our anger. There was a deadline that we agreed upon to conclude exactly one week before graduation. I had moved most of my things out of my dorm already and crashed in his room every night leading up to that day. Brandon stopped in the middle of the cherry blossom path and sat on a bench. He took a deep breath and encouraged me to say what he knew I already wanted. But I was indeed torn. I loved Baltimore and would have loved to stay, but there was a deep calling and a decent job opportunity in Seattle that I wanted the freedom to explore. I looked at him and smiled. His eyes lit up, and I felt myself giving in to the false hope that I could be happy staying and never knowing what Seattle may have offered. He stopped me before I spoke to tell me that no matter what, he would always love me. I knew then that it was over. He felt it. I knew it. But I wanted so desperately for him to follow me. I pictured us leaving D.C. in the dead of night and not looking back. We hugged and cried with never a word spoken as to the decision and what this ultimately meant for us. In a way, it just wasn't necessary to verbalize it. I shared an abbreviated version of this with Cheryl during our conversation, and she went with a slightly dramatized version of events. The cherry blossoms and heartbreak were all there, just with some flair for dramatics that he broke my heart on that day that he left me to go across the country alone. Our reconnection was the next mention of him and his past employment with Queen Summer. Cheryl wrote that fate had our paths reconnect through the power of love and music. Two things Queen Summer had perfect songs for in her catalog. The article made it seem like the revival tour and new album were essentially for me and fans like me who needed her music to carry on with our complex lives. I regretted sharing, but it was too late to take it back. I decided against listening to my instincts and taking the coward's way out and called Phineas. The phone rang and rang before it resigned to sending me to voicemail. Left with nothing but assumptions, I wondered if he did this to avoid me or was pissed. I hung up. Voicemails are not my thing. I was always awkward and long-winded. My anxiety for the situation escalated rapidly. Stephen pulled into the parking lot slowly, subconsciously nurturing me. He could likely feel the energy shifted in the car. My phone rang. I accumulated seven calls from this number throughout the day. 
Stephen reached over and grabbed my phone. Hello? He answered. I had to hold back my laughter as he elevated the bass in his voice for this call. Hello, a female, a female voice replied. May I speak with Vibe Roberts? He glanced over with a side eye. I nodded that he should continue. Who is inquiring? My name is Andrea, and I'm a producer for the John Robertson podcast. I would love to speak with Vibe or her management regarding her coming on as a guest. Our eyes both grew wider as we looked at each other with genuine shock. John Robertson was a stand-up comedian who became a popular actor and is now the host of the top podcast in the nation. I was stunned that his team would even care who I was, much less be reaching out to me. Stephen decreased his base before responding. Yeah, I'm Stephen Jackson, her manager. I've been fielding calls all day for my client. Lots of outlets want the exclusive. Can you send me some more details of what John wants to cover, location of the recording, and any compensation offers? He was not actually my manager, but that was the winning response to put him as a front runner for the position. She confirmed his email address and agreed to send over the contract with terms and requests. He thanked her before rushing her off the phone to allegedly answer another call. Stephen invited me over to his place to order dinner and discuss my new business opportunities. I was not ready to entertain the idea of doing this podcast. There were lots of potential opportunities to leverage these 15 minutes of fame, but my priority was to resolve what was going on with Finn. I declined the dinner invitation and opted to be left alone with my thoughts in my apartment. As I plopped down on my comfy microfiber loveseat couch, I grabbed my weighted blanket and settled in for some solitude. My mind refused to relax, but my eyes were heavy. I started to close them and felt the subtle vibration of my phone on the armrest. It might be him. I answered, only half awake and aware. Vibe, they're gonna pay you $5,000 if they get the exclusive. You have the option to record remotely, but they want you in studio and will pay for travel and accommodations to get you to LA. I'm sending you the contract now. Sign that shit. Steven announced. Ugh, Steven, I'm so tired. Can we do it tomorrow? Nah, tomorrow my fee is 20% instead of 15. Let's get this money. What about Brandon? He would, how would he feel about me doing this? I think he's avoiding me already. I can't make it worse, I explained. Stephen sighed. It was obvious my reluctance was irritating him. You don't have to talk about him. Keep it to Queen Summer. That's the real tea anyway. He had a point. I didn't have to say a word about Finn. Okay, Stephen, I'll do it, but I need a nap first. I'll read it over and sign it before the end of the day. Thanks for listening to the Love is Black podcast. Please help support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a review. And connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Love is Black Podcast. See you next week. <laughs>